everybody. Welcome to Hot and Rich, a show about celebrities. I'm your host, Kate Raft. It's Friday. It's June 5th, 2020. And thank you so much for tuning into the show. I really, really appreciate it. Um, we are having a horny Friday, okay? But before we dump headfirst into horny Friday, I do want to just do another quick plug, okay? Um, I, I plug. It's not a plug. This isn't a plug. Um, I just want to say that uh, I want to give my appreciation to everyone who's protesting right now and involved and standing in solidarity with and in the Black Lives Matter movement. Thank you, everybody, for such amazing work that everybody's doing. Um, and I wanted to say that today would have been Breonna Taylor's 27th birthday, but she's not here because she was murdered by police in her own home. No officers have been charged. It's really tragic and a big reason why people are talking about her today is because it would have been her 27th birthday. We should say her name, Breonna Taylor. We can't forget what happened to her. It's gruesome. It's horrible. And um, I'm going to link the donation page for her family. It's a GoFundMe account. The money goes directly to Brianna Taylor's family. It's in the show notes of this episode. And it's also I tweeted it. Uh, I retweeted it from the hot and rich show account on Twitter. So please consider throwing them some money or doing anything um, to support the Black Lives Matter movement right now. It's important. It's really important. And I wanted to shout that out because the rest of these, this episode is going to be about celebrities. Okay. And we gotta, we have to, we have to talk about these things and we also have to talk about celebrities. All right. It's horny Friday. Horny Friday has officially begun. Rest in power. Breonna Taylor. Hey, you know what? I'll dedicate my, my drink to the movement. I'm having a sake today. It's old. We're out of alcohol in my house. Usually I like to have a toast with you, the audience, on Fridays, because it is Horny Friday. Um, but I ran out of alcohol. My husband, he's taking a break from drinking, and I am now the only drinker in the house. And I was going to go to the liquor store and buy some wine the other day, and it was too crowded. You can't go to a crowded liquor store these days. So I said, I said screw it. I have stuff at home. It turns out I don't have that much. Okay, I have a bunch of room temperature Coors Light, and I have some old sake, okay? So it's half consumed. I don't know how long this half-open bottle of sake has been sitting in the fridge, but I'm going to pour myself a little cup, and let's do a little, let's do a little horny Friday toast, okay? This is for all of you out there. Cheers. Happy Horny Friday. Welcome to Hot and Rich. Let's do a little sip. Oh, it's still good. It doesn't taste like it's turned. Hasn't turned. The sake is still good. <sighs> mm, 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 mm. Mm. Delicious. Shout out to the chat. Thank you all for being here. Wow. Okay. I've had a crazy day. Before I get into celebrities, I went to give my dog a grooming session at the local dog groomers. You know, they 
you gotta take my dog has very fluffy fur she needs to get it like trimmed more often than regular dogs or whatever and she needs her butthole you know puked out or whatever that's gross sorry it's true though you gotta puke out a dog's butthole every so often and I'm not doing that to myself shout out to Kenny my daughter my daughter Kenny she's so tiny she got all her fluffy fur cut off <laughs> anyway I'm like picking her up at the dog groomers and like I bend over to grab her and like everyone can see I'm like wearing pajamas I look like shit I come home and realize I have the biggest period stain on my PJs and I like showed like it was it was busy at the dog groomers it was busy there it was a busy day a lot of people getting their dogs groomed they all saw my nasty 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 display of menstrual blood disgusting but also maybe I should choose to not be ashamed by that maybe I should decide right here and right now on horny Friday to be horny for my own period stains yeah that's right I'm horny for you, period stain. I mean, I'm not going to show it on this show. Nothing hot and rich about my period stains, but I'm horny for it. So cheers to me. Cheers to my period stains. (laughs) Hell yeah. It's bloody. It's nasty. It'll come out, though. You just got to put some cleaner on it. You know, do laundry. Shout out to all my bleeders out there. Shout out to anyone who's bleeding during a pandemic. Shout out to everybody, bleeders and non-bleeders. Jack's yawning. He's so bored about me talking about my period. He's yawning. Is your mic hot, Jack? Okay, good. Keep it off. I don't want people to hear your yawn at my boring period content. (laughs) Okay. All right. You know what? Let's do a segment of the show that I like to call Hot Seconds. Okay, this is Hot Seconds. These are all topics I'm going to talk about, but I'm just going to talk about them for a hot second. Okay, let's talk about this. Kanye West has donated $2 million to various causes uh, aligned with the Black Lives Matter movement, which includes a college savings fund to fully cover the tuition for George Floyd's six-year-old daughter, Gianna. And he's also done separate donations to... Contributes legal funds to Ahmaud Aubrey, Arbery, sorry, and Breonna Taylor's families. He also showed up to the Black Lives Matter protests in Chicago. Here he is marching, I believe, with Chicago public schools. I mean, this is good. I, this is the first. Listen, I don't want to call Kanye a Kardashian. He's Kanye West. He's his own person. But this is the first person in the Kardashian orbit to show up to one of these protests. Um, still waiting on Kim. And Kendall didn't bring a Pepsi yet or anything, but maybe she sent one with Kanye when he hopped on the jet from Hidden Hills. I don't know. Um, but I yeah, this is this is good. He's he, I like this. He's not like given a public statement. He's just giving money. And like, we love to see that. We love when celebrities go to protests. We love when they give money. That's all we need, baby. That's all we need. And have messy breakups. All I need from celebrities right now is to have a really messy breakup just to entertain me. And to go to protests and to give money. Those three things, that's great. That's fun. That'll keep 
that gives me life. I love to see celebrities at protests. And if you're watching the show and you see a celebrity at a protest, either up close or you saw it online or whatever, feel free to DM it to me. I'd love to feature it on the show. Um, I usually catch it in the celebrity news cycle, which is that is what's great about celebrities showing up to Black Lives Matter protests and demonstrations is that like when they show up, it ends up in the Daily Mail. It ends up in Us Weekly. Like it ends up breaking through the celebrity news cycle. So all these people like myself, but also many, many people that normally wouldn't get this news about what's going on with Black Lives Matter. It gets into their news feeds. It pops into their little phones because it's part of the celebrity news cycle now. That's why it's good. Um, okay. <laughs> um, let's see. Yeah, we're still waiting on Kendall to crack the Pepsi can. I mean, she could have solved all of this if she just brought her magic Pepsi. But I guess uh, maybe she's running to the store. Maybe she's in line. Maybe the store is out of Pepsi. You know, the Ralph's in Calabasas. It's, it's a very nice Ralph's. You should try the Ralph's in Calabasas, Kendall, if you're looking to find a place that has Pepsi. I'm sure they have it. It's an extremely nice Ralph's. It's like the kind of Ralph's. Do you have Ralph's all over the country or is it just a California thing? Croger, I think it's the same. Like you go to Ralph's, some Ralph's are like, Mwah. some Ralph's are like, Mwah. and the Ralph's in Calabasas is like, I've never seen a Ralph's like it. Croger, Kroger, how do you say it? I don't know. Imagine that it's like a Kroger. <laughs> it's it has like it has like cast iron skillets do you ever go to like a grocery store that has cast iron skillets and you're like damn i'm in a rich neighborhood <laughs> like holy shit anyway try the ralph's in the calabasas commons kendall it's good it's a good ralph's i could go to that ralph's for hours trust me this isn't even spawn con this actually ralph's the calabasas commons ralph's feel free to sponsor this show please by all means, I'll do SpawnCon. Use code hot and rich for 10% off your grapes. Oh my God. Wow. I got all I got all horned up for Ralph's for a second. I gotta take another sip of sake. Just call me Sakate Raft today, everybody. Sakate Raft. All right, good for Kanye. This is good shit. Um, let's talk about Kate Blanchett. Apparently <laughs> she got nicked in the head with a chainsaw. Kate Blanchett, she's having a rough week. She got nicked in the head with a chainsaw. Let me just say that one more time. Kate Blanchett is having a rough week because Kate Blanchett got nicked in the head. With a chainsaw. Let me say that in an Australian accent. In case any Australians are listening. Kate Blanchett is having a rough week. Because Kate Blanchett got nicked in the head. With a chainsaw. With a chainsaw. She talked about this on a podcast with the Prime Minister of Australia, Julia Gillard. Um, she literally said, and I quote, I had a bit of a chainsaw accident yesterday, which sounds very, very exciting, but it wasn't. 
apart from the little nick to my head, we're fine. End quote. Did you remember that uh, Kate Blanchett's Australian? Because I, I always remember. I always remember. Anyway, she didn't say why she was nicked in the head with the chainsaw. She just said <laughs> that she's okay. I want to know what she was doing. I didn't know what she was... I want to know, what are you doing with the chainsaw? I just... I, I want to know. I, I just picture her using a chainsaw and like... Just fucking making like just doing like um, woodwork or something and like just making it so elegant because it's Kate Blanchett. She's probably wearing like these really nice gloves while she does it. I have no idea. Or maybe she's like sawing people's heads off. I have no idea. Maybe she's in the outback. The outback. I don't know. I lost it. I could. I did the accent and then I lost it. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. This next this next uh, hot second is about La Roach. La Roach is one of the stylists from that new HBO Max show, Legendary. It's the show. I think is that the one that um, Jamila Jamil is on or whatever. Um. Anyway, La Roach is one of the stylists. La Roach is also the legendary stylist to icon that like partnered with Celine Dion and completely leveled up her fashion you know how Celine Dion like used to not be known for being a fashion icon and now every time we see a picture of her she's like in like straight off the runway like haute couture that's because of La Roach so yes I have to say I think we stand La Roach anyway I just liked this quote La Roach talked to page six and gave a quote about lootings that are happening um Law Roach said, and I quote, I don't think the motivation in going to Chanel is I want a Chanel bag. I think the motivation is saying fuck you to a hierarchy to the people that made me feel like you don't belong here. I don't think that any of those kids there or any person that was black went into the stores with that motivation of just having it of to just have it. I don't think people are going to go to Rolex to keep a Rolex. I think they're going to Rolex to steal a Rolex so they can feed their fucking family. End quote. Law Roach rules. This is awesome. Also, I just love like this article was just Law Roach like talking to page six. Like I love that the that what's going on right now with Black Lives Matter and everything in this revolution that we're in. I mean, knock on wood that it's a revolution. I think I believe that it is, is like making it so Law Roach has the ability to be on page six talking about this stuff. Like, that's great. That's hot and rich, baby. Feed your families. Do what you got to do. Shout out to Law Roach. Love it. Okay. This is this next hot second. Okay. There's like this concept going on. It started with Leah Michelle. Maybe it didn't start with Leah, but it's maybe we should call this. We should call this something. We should call it like doing a Leah Michelle like when a celebrity posts like something about Black Lives Matter, like and then gets called out for being extremely racist in the past. Should we call it doing Aaliyah or something, Jack? Pulling Aaliyah? Should we call it pulling a pulling Aaliyah? <laughs> Gleeking out? No, don't lump all of Glee into this. Pulling Aaliyah? Getting this you'd. Oh yeah. Maybe it's that that's already a thing this I've heard of this this you'd yeah getting this you'd okay so Stassi 
And Kristen from Vanderpump Rules got this huge today. And it's like really bad. It's, I would say, worse than the Leah Michelle thing. It's actually crazy. Um, so Stassi Schroeder and Kristen Doty um, are two of the stars of Vanderpump Rules. And they actually both have books out. Or I think Stassi had a very successful like New York Times bestselling book. And it launched her into getting a ton of sponsorship deals and da-da-da-da-da-da. So she's fucking loaded. Kristen Doty's also super like loaded off of doing Vanderpump. She's got a t-shirt line and she's got a book coming out that like people are saying might get a movie deal or something. Anyway, so these two people have like capitalized a lot off of being like just terrors on reality TV. Um Kristen Doty, famously the last person I hugged before quarantine that wasn't my husband <laughs> cuz she was on the set of Quibi's uh useless celebrity history that I wrote for. So I, that's not an endorsement. I don't endorse Kristen Doty. In fact, I take that hug back. I take it back. I apologize for that hug that I gave Kristen Doty. And you'll find out why right now. Um, Faith Stowers, who was Kristen and Stassi's ex-coworker at uh, Sir, and also she was briefly on Vanderpump Rules, you might remember Faith. This is not a flattering story, but this is what Faith is famous for. Faith was like one of the like very few black people to ever be on Vanderpump Rules. And she um, like had a storyline because she slept with Jax, who was like the, the villain of the show. And they hooked up and he was cheating on his girlfriend, Brittany, who's now his wife. And they hooked up in front of a, a woman that she was a caretaker for. And it was like a 90 something year old, 98 year old woman who was like in hospice or something. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Doesn't have anything to do with the rest of the story. That's just the context. It doesn't make what Kristen and Saucy did right. It's literally irrelevant. That's just what she's famous for on the show. Basically, why Kristen and Saucy are in trouble are they called the cops on Faith. They called the police on on a black woman um, because literally like the most sinister, insidious reason they saw an article that described a woman who was robbing people and they thought, huh, that like sounds like Faith. That looks like the girl in the picture kind of looks and sounds like or like the they they literally like read an article about like some vague like crime from a, like a light skinned black woman and thought, oh, yeah, that's faith. Let's call the police. And they literally called the police on her for that because they were playing detective for fun. That's so crazy. And for, no, do not call the police on black people. They get killed all the time, every day. What are you doing? This was not even that long ago. <laughs> I think it's like in the last like few years. Horrible, horrible. Um, so Faith went on Instagram Live and called out Saucy and Kristen about this because um, they had posted Black Lives Matter posts. And Faith said, quote, there was this article in the Daily Mail where there was an African-American lady. It was a weird photo. So she looked very light skinned and had these different weird tattoos. I guess this woman was robbing people and they called the cops and said it was me. This is like a true story. I heard this from actually Stassi during an interview End quote. So that's what Faith said on Instagram Live. And then um, Stassi also confirmed the story back in 2018 when she was on a podcast proudly admitting to doing this and calling the cops on a black woman. 
she said, Saucy said, quote, we are like, we just solved a fucking crime, end quote. And she was like gloating about how she called the cops on Faith. Faith wasn't this woman. Faith could have been killed. It's horrible. Thank God Faith is okay and alive to tell this story. Jesus fucking Christ. Anyway, um, Kristen also admitted to this openly in uh, a tweet that still hasn't even been deleted. This tweet was up as of like an hour ago. Hey, uh, this is from 2018. Hey, Tweeties, doesn't this ex-pump rules thief look familiar? Someone put her on MTV and gave her a platform for press. I didn't want to go there, but I'm going there. And then it's a link to the article about a woman robbing people that she's saying is it's a blurry ass photo. She's saying that that's faith. Racist, evil, uh, reckless and um, murder adjacent. Potential murder adjacent. Thank God no one got killed. Ugh, makes me so mad. Anyway, Stassi got dropped by two different brands, Billy Razors and Ritual Vitamins. And now her bridal column in Glamour Magazine is getting axed. So, I mean, that all of that, those consequences, like, probably should have happened when they openly admitted to this, like, in 2018. But it's happening now, so... Okay, you got this dude. Okay, you got this dude. Um, I haven't checked if they've responded to any of this yet publicly, but I'll update you guys on Monday when I see that. Now let's do a segment that I do every single episode called "Are Zach Braff and Florence Pugh Still Together?" Yeah. Okay, let's take a break. I'll be back in just a couple hot seconds I'm back everybody thanks for sticking around um okay we gotta talk about the Ashton Kutcher video I'm sure you all saw this let's just watch it together as a as a family okay let's watch this video so on Saturday I posted a blackout of my social media channels and um just posted blm and a lot of folks responded all lives matter and i want to talk about that a little bit because i don't think that the people that are posting all lives matter should be canceled i think they should be educated we all agree all lives matter but I had a really poignant experience tonight when I was putting my kids down to bed that lent the words for why black lives matter. So usually Mila and I put our kids to bed, we read them a book and our daughter always gets to go first. And tonight as we we're reading her book, my son says, wait, uh, why, why don't I get to go first? And Mila said, because girls go first. And he said, yeah, but boys go first. And I looked at him, I said, no, girls go first. And I said, you know why girls go first? For you and me, girls go first. Oh. And the reason why is, for some boys, girls don't get a go at all. And so for you and me, girls go first. So when it comes to Black Lives Matter, 
I think what folks that are writing All Lives Matter need to understand is that for some people, for some people, black lives don't matter at all. So for us, black lives matter. So while you may have the best intentions in saying all lives matter, remember, for some people, black lives don't matter at all. Oh, boy. Listen, Ashton, he's he means well with this post, but it's um, it is confusing. A lot of people are like, what is he saying? What is he saying? First of all, you shouldn't compare sexism to racism. OK, that's two different conversations. Um, unless you're saying unless you're talking about like intersectionality, of course, which that's it's not what he's doing, though. Um, here's, here's what he says. Here's the part of the quote that I think I, I've narrowed down the most confusing part. Okay. So he's saying he's going to, he's putting his kids to bed and he's reading each of his kids, their own bedtime stories. So like there's a boy bedtime story and a girl bedtime story and the, and the boy, the son says, I want to go first. And the daughter's like, and then they're like, no, the girls go first. So here's a quote for you and me, girls go first. And the reason why is for some boys, girls don't get to go at all. Now, that's the part they think needs some translation. Here's luckily for you guys, I speak fluent Ashton Kutcher. So when he says for you and me, girls go first. And the reason is the reason why is for some boys, girls don't get to go at all. That when he says that, he's saying uh, what he means is. Sometimes girls don't get to have a bedtime story. <laughs> I, I I mean, sometimes in some families, only the boy gets a bedtime story and the girl has to go to bed with no stories. I don't know if that's happened a lot, but it's definitely happened probably at least once. And Ashton is bringing light to that problem in our culture where we don't read bedtime stories to girls in some families. Um, and it's a, an issue. Some families, only the boy gets a bedtime story, I guess. I don't think it's deeper than that. I think he's saying sometimes girls don't get a bedtime story. So there you go. <laughs> and listen, it's good that he's, you know, he's saying he's kind of getting at the point where you should getting to the point where you shouldn't say all lives matter. You shouldn't say that. We know that as a culture, do not say all lives matter. You should say black lives matter. Um, it's a confusing way to say it, but he tried. And I think, you know, he's spreading awareness, not just about racial inequality, but also about the fact that in some households, girls don't get to have a bedtime story. <laughs> okay. In some households, girls don't get a bedtime story. Okay? Listen to Ashton. He's trying to educate us. I guess. Ooh, a for effort, though. That's an A plus for effort, I would say. 
All right. Um, we got an Armas updates update. Oh, thank you, Yokohama Bunny, for gifting five tier one subs to the community. Amazing. Thank you so much. And thank you to everyone who subscribes to this channel. Um, if you're listening to this as a podcast and you're looking for ways to support the show, consider subscribing on Twitch. If you have Amazon Prime, you get one free Twitch sub a month. You have to redo it every month. So, hey. If you did it in May, it's June now. Try it again. Thank you, Yokohama Bunny. Okay, we've got an Armas Updates update. We love Armas Updates. Arm At Armas Updates on Twitter is the stan account for Honor to Armas that we've been following on this show since the... Oh, thank you, Vulgar Lasagna. Okay, I'm going to stay focused. I'm going to stay focused. Vulgar Lasagna also gifted some subs, so thank you, Vulgar Lasagna. Um, Armas Updates is the stan account for Ana de Armas. We love them. We stan the stan account. And I love this post from today. Armas Updates posted a picture of a cardboard cutout of Ana de Armas just chilling on the front lawn of her house. Well, I think it's Ben Affleck's house, but you know what I mean? There's a it's a cardboard cutout. Let me describe this. She's like laying on her stomach. She's kind of like looking out with her legs kind of flared like she looks like a girl at a sleepover being cheeky she looks cute um so <laughs> armas updates wrote quote Anna armas trolls the obsessed paparazzi by placing a cardboard cutout version of herself in the front yard of her current residence um and then <laughs> this is the second tweet this is the context for why they have <laughs> A cardboard cutout there. Um, ben Affleck's kids decided that one Ana de Armas wasn't enough, so they bought a life-size poster cutout for her to play with outside as well. So it's a picture of Ben's kids playing with the cardboard cutout of Anna with Anna. Great. Very cute. They definitely called the paparazzi to take photos of it, right? Or the paparazzi just go there now. I, I would maybe believe that they've stopped calling the paparazzi because they're just now in a rhythm. It's like, you all know I'm doing this show Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 4 p.m. Every paparazzo in L.A. knows that Ben and Anna are going to leave their house at some point around 2 o'clock every day. It's just a schedule. We all get on a certain schedule, you know? You know? You know? Okay. Oh, I just spit on my mic. Very chic. Very horny Friday. In honor of spitting on my mic, I'm going to have some more sake. Hmm. Okay, it's okay. Uh, listen, the next thing we have to talk about is Ben Affleck's Finsta. Okay, do you know what a Finsta is? It's a, it's a. I think it stands for fake Instagram. I have a Finsta. Okay, you'll never find it, bitch. <laughs> a lot of people do this. They have a fake Instagram that's private where they like only let a certain amount of people follow them and. Um, I have one where I just post like pictures of my running stats. It's truly so embarrassing. Um, but yeah, Ben Affleck has a, a Finsta. Someone on Twitter found it here. Let me, let me pull up this tweet here. It's, uh, at Kelsey, what found Ben Affleck's Finsta, um, and she wrote, quote, I found Ben Affleck's Finsta. The name is positive attitude hunting. And I love this name because it like, I feel like it's another way of saying goodwill hunting. Positive attitude hunting, like goodwill. Positive attitude. I don't know. He's obsessed with the word hunting, at least. Um, anyway, <laughs> the bio says, Ben, just a dad who sometimes makes movies, 
easterncongo.org and the profile picture is like him kissing on <laughs> or on it is kissing his nose <laughs> oh, i love this easterncongo.org is his uh charity this is great how do we know it's really him because the only people that follow it are three there's three people that follow it Jen Garner, our queen, who we love, Ana de Armas, and a third person that we don't know. No, that's not his kid kissing him. That's Ana de Armas, right? I'm pretty sure that's Ana. What do you guys think? Go to the bigger one. I think it's Ana. Some, maybe it's his kid. I'm pretty sure it's, it's like the same hair as Ana. I think his kids are more like blonde. Anna's very petite, okay? She's a petite patootie. She's a petite patootie. She's kid size. <laughs> um, I think it's Anna. Anyway, so we don't know who the third person that, that uh, follows him is, but I kind of think it's his older daughter, his oldest daughter, Violet. She's 14 years old. Um, why do I think it's Violet? Well, look at this photo evidence. It's a picture of Ben and Anna grocery shopping with Violet. And look at Violet's sweatshirt. What does that say? Favorite daughter. She's wearing a sweatshirt that says favorite daughter. Okay, that would explain why he only lets her follow him on Instagram and none of the other kids. I believe it. I believe it. Listen, I'm just guessing here. This is me being an investigative journalist. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I requested to follow Ben Affleck on Finsta, on Finsta, on Insta. I requested to follow Positive Attitude Hunting. Um, I'll update you guys if, if Ben ever approves. I have a feeling he won't. <laughs> oh, God. Horny Friday. I'm horny, I'm horny for Ben's Finsta. Horny for Ben Affleck's Finstagram. Okay, let's talk about Gabrielle Union. We have an update on her ongoing feud with NBC. Um, Gabrielle Union has filed a new legal complaint against NBC over her firing from America's Got Talent. And I've got to say, I love this. I love, oh. What, fuzz on the mic? Sorry, someone in the chat. Yokohama Bunny in the chat said, fuzz on the mic, white fuzz on the mic. Is that off? Did I get it? It was spit. It was my spit. I, everyone saw my period stain earlier. Now everyone saw my spit. We're having a real day here. We're having a day of fun. We're having fun. But now we're going to talk about this feud. I don't even want to call it a feud. I want to call it like Gabrielle Union is speaking truth to power and she rules. Gabrielle Union has a, filed a new legal complaint against NBC over her firing from America's Got Talent. And I got to say, it's good. This time, I mean, not to take away from the other um, stuff that was going on before, but she's really not, like, holding back now. She's not pulling any punches. This legal filing is great. She's holding them accountable. She's calling NBC out for so much shit, and I love to see it. The formal complaints that she filed are, are against Simon Cowell, NBC Universal, like 
the entire company and production companies Fremantle Media and Psycho, which are both owned by Simon Cowell. So we know from her initial filings that she had issues with the show America's Got Talent after insiders complained that her hairstyles were, quote, too black. Uh, and she also had grievances of racism in the workplace. Um, when she called out Jay Leno making a racist joke, she like was basically let go after that. And she also um, had issues with Simon Cowell where he like refused to stop smoking indoors, even though she's allergic to cigarettes. Just a bunch of like shady stuff surrounding that show. She called it in the new filings. She's calling it, quote, she's calling all of NBC, quote, a snake pit of racial offenses. In the filing, she talks about how NBC hired Julianne Huff to be co-host of AGT with her, even though Julianne Huff had done blackface in 2013. The document states, quote, the decision to hire Huff has since proven to be a reflection of NBC's true feelings about the African-American community and blackface. The legal filing also said, quote, NBC is part of the problem. NBC's current attitude towards racism can be deduced from its defense of those individuals who have appeared in blackface, including but not limited to Julianne Huff, Jimmy Fallon, Fred Armisen and Ted Danson, whom NBC hired multiple times, even after he wore minstrel show blackface and used the N word publicly. End quote. I love this. She's holding all these people accountable for the fact that they did blackface and got away with it. Good. I say this is good. I mean, I said it just now. I'll say it again. She she spoke out about Jay Leno making a racist joke against Koreans eating dogs, which is like so gross. And she got fired after that. So of like she is holding their feet to the fire now and she's saying, I'm not quitting this fight. I'm going to file another legal complaint against you because this is bullshit. You're coddling racists. And this is great that she's doing this. And listen, Gabrielle Union is a major A-list celebrity, but that doesn't mean this is an easy thing for her to do. She's going up against like one of the biggest media giants out there, NBC Universal. Um, when she initially called them out back in January, I believe, apparently their family became like harassed and under surveillance. Her husband, Dwayne Wade, tweeted, quote, when these negotiations started, my house started being watched and... My family started being followed. My daughter couldn't even go to swim class without us being trailed by people looking for answers. Well, y'all have the answer and y'all still don't want to listen to them. End quote. So basically NBC is denying all of these new claims and uh, saying that they hired a third party investigator who said that America's Got Talent is fine and ha ha like everything's good like no problem here like third party investigator said we're all peachy and you know what that I think is bullshit I think when a when a big corporation hires a third party investigator to make sure everything's peachy keen you should really take that with a grain of salt it's almost always a PR stunt to put to clear their own name it doesn't have to do with right or wrong at all. Who's paying the investigator? The company. I mean, stupid. NBC's, <laughs> I guess I'll never sell hot and rich to NBC. <laughs> you can't have my show anyway. I'm independent, bitch. Maybe Gabrielle Union will start her own network. I don't know. Hire me. Hire me, Gabrielle. Just kidding. I don't deserve it.
don't. But I am glad this is happening and I love to see it. All right. I am going to take a quick break. And when I come back, I'm going to talk about Reese Witherspoon's new house. I'm back, everybody. Okay, we're going to end today's show with a segment from the fiery pits of celebrity real estate. All right, let's talk about Reese Witherspoon's new house, okay? This was sent into the show by my friend and past guest, Claire Downs. Let's look at this house that Reese bought in the middle of a pandemic. Um, it is a an $11 million ugly Tudor-style Tudor home. Um, she just sold her other house for $17 million, so I guess... This one's 11.9, so she's, hey, she's downgrading. Maybe she's, uh, maybe she's saving up for something. I don't know. Um, it's in Brentwood. It's 8,652 square feet hidden inside a wooded enclave. Brentwood. Brentwood wooded enclave, I guess. Has six bedrooms, eight bathrooms. It has a spa. Has <laughs> a pool hot tub, obviously. I gotta say... Not a good house. Very ugly. Quite a stinker. A stinky little doo-doo. Why do the richest people in the world have horrible taste? Why do you have taste like this? You can have better taste, you know. Do you know you can have better taste? Do you literally know that if you're going to spend $11 million, like, you can make it cute? Like... Literally, you could you could make it cuter than this. Reese, like, come on. Like, hire someone to tell you what's cute because this ain't it. All right. Um, oh, <laughs> I like this. Daily Mail was criticizing the house. They said, news of her digs comes after she was scrutinized for reportedly pocketing $6 million from Quibi while the new streaming service was facing layoffs. Yeah. I mean, she made $6 million just by, like, showing up to one day of work where she, like, talked about feminist animals <laughs> uh, everybody google fierce queens because it's like the funniest show description i've ever seen all right um listen i used to work for quibi but they're not hiring me back so i can say whatever i want at least i don't think they are i haven't heard either way <laughs> okay let's look at this house right let's just look at it okay here's the living room it literally looks like someone made this in like the sims or something it looks like a video game are those photoshopped furniture? Like, did someone just plop in like fake photoshopped furniture graphics? Because it does make the whole house look like it's like, it's just so bland. Let's go to the next one. This is like a, another sitting room. How many sitting rooms do you need? At least two. Uh, let's describe it. It's got ugly wooden shit on the top. All white built in shelves for no reason looks stupid this room sucks i think it's so bland next okay here's a bland kitchen no style no soul ugly i would say it's not cute uh it doesn't even look that high tech or that big for an 11 million dollar house it's also a weird angle it's like um like a one, two, three, like a pentagon shape. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. 
it's ugly <laughs> next <laughs> here's a bathroom an all-white bathroom with uh, a weird marble shower and like a clawfoot tub and like a nine foot tall mirror and a chandelier also very plain very white but like not stylish like it looks bad there's almost like something like 80s about this is she gonna tear down the whole house it's truly not cute next <laughs> uh okay this sucks this is the worst shot of the whole house it's the view of the backyard you can see some grass and then like a bunch of like tile and then a pool and a hot tub and then you can see that the house is like weird castle shaped it's like literally looks like an ugly castle like a castle reject yeah greggy in the chat says this is a pretty nice marriott inn yeah it looks like a marriott like it's truly not cute it has like it's so basic and bad i wonder if she just bought it because it's like secluded and she's gonna tear it down and build something new especially because her last house was 17 million she bought this for 11 so she has whatever left over don't make me do the math next <laughs> next picture look at this room like shiny black for some reason everything in the house is all white but in this room they decided to put in slick shiny black built-in cabinets okay horrible hellish and someone put a big wooden table in it to make the room look smaller than it actually is apparently truly awful like just awful i guess supposed to be a dining room i don't know why you'd want like a media cabinet in a dining room it literally like it doesn't make sense next this this is the best this is why i saved this slide for last this is what it looks like outside two they couldn't even get the hedges cohesive okay let me describe this for you it's like obviously when you're a celebrity you don't want people to see your house i get that so you put up a hedge but whoever did this hedge like fucked up on the first hedge and they had to build like a shorter hedge in front of it the hedges are not lined up. They're mismatched. They look like they're made of two different plants. One is like lime green. One is dark green. It's ugly. It's so fugly. It's fucking ugly. Rich people do not deserve to have money if they're going to decorate their houses like this. With hedges that look like utter shite. You paid $11 million to have a mismatched two-tier layer cake as your hedge. That looks like a freaking layer cake and like not a good layer cake, like a layer cake that like you tried to make, but you ran out of time. I'm upset. I'm upset. And you bought it during a pandemic when like a lot of people don't have jobs and like can't even eat and like aren't able to pay their rent. But you bought an $11 million house and it's ugly. If you're going to buy an $11 million house while the rest of us can't afford to pay rent, at least make it cute. At least make it cute. Okay, or if you if you know you're going to tear it down, but there's these ugly real estate photos floating out there, just be like, hey, 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 yeah, 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 don't worry, I'm going to tear it down. Like, just tell me, keep me posted, Reese. Like, at least tell me it's a tear down. You're stressing me out. God, awful. Truly, look at that hedge. <laughs> look at how ugly it is. Sorry for the podcast listeners, but just take my word for it. It's a really ugly hedge. Maybe I'll post this on the show's Instagram account. This just the hedge. It's truly hideous. 
Okay, everybody, that's it for today's show. Thank you so much for watching Hot and Rich and for supporting the show. Once again, please remember, if you can, to donate whatever money you're able to donate to Black Lives Matter or any causes adjacent to Black Lives Matter. Mutual aid funds are great, too. Bail funds are great. I'm specifically putting the link to Breonna Taylor's family's GoFundMe in the show notes. Um, So please check that out and donate if you can. Protest if you can. Wear a mask while you protest, okay? Keep each other safe. Hug your family and Black Lives Matter. And I'll see you Monday at, what time do I do this show? Four o'clock Pacific. Thank you to Jack Allison, my producer and my husband. And uh, thanks to all of you in the chat. Hey, everybody. Stay hot and stay rich. I'm so fucking